Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TV, TPFL. It's Monday, it is July 25th, it is 2022. We have 11 baseball games we're going to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. What's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Uh, and I keep saying it, we're getting close. Um, you know, football's right around the corner for both both options. And, and Stevie, I must say, college football, typically, I typically do really well for DFS purposes. Um, so I think I'm... <sighs> I've been trying to decide if I was going to kind of get back in the streets and start bumping up my regular DFS play a little bit to get my mind together completely. I'm saying, cause you know, I, I kind of have been playing fan duel and, but I do understand like football season, the, the prize pools get a little bigger. And um, I do like fan duels product for uh, college football as well. A little bit different setup, a little bit different games. So um, trying to get myself back together and see if I'm gonna venture back over to to FD and play a little bit. But all in all, man, I'm excited. Good good time. Had a little time off for the All Star break. I know we came back last week, but now we're we're really back in full swing. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely ready for. I mean, college and NFL to start, and I mean, this will be the first year that like I dive more into like fantasy prop sites for college football um i think there's a lot of value in that um so i mean there's always i mean last year i had a great nfl season on prize picks so i'm excited for that to be back and you know been doing best balls so yeah man football season right around the corner but we're in the heart of baseball season as well hope everyone enjoyed the weekend um and let's get into talking some baseball here before we get started we'll have to see what kevin roth has to say the baltimore the philly and the boston game all have some potential weather so this could go from an 11 gamer to an eight gamer which is more typical for monday anyway um but yeah just wanted to throw that out there we're still going to break these games down either way because that's what we do get started here with tampa at baltimore this is one of those games it's the first three games that we talk about actually we got a nine total in this one. Tampa, a 130 favorite. Corey Kluber going up against Austin Voth. Uh, any interest here in Corey Kluber? I mean, on this slate, I don't hate it. I mean, Baltimore's been uh, better here recently. I mean, we were able to see um, – oh, God, the pitcher from uh, – from the Yankees, his name Cortez. is yeah, yeah, Cortez. I mean, we will see him do a little damage uh, against him in the previous matchup, but Kluber doesn't have the strikeout stuff of Cortez anymore. Um, I don't, I don't think Kluber's the worst player in the world at 8,300. Um, so I think for that reason, I, I'm interested, but it's really more the slate dictating me playing him. I still don't like him better than. You know, a couple of these other cheap pitchers, but I don't mind it. Like, I, he feels like 15 fantasy points, and I might be okay with that today, given the pitching, uh, given the pitching option. I mean, there's another guy in the AK range that I think we'll talk about that we probably feel a little bit better about because their matchup is somewhat worse. Um, but I mean, 
and, and the guy I'm talking about, this team has hit lefties a lot better than righties, but um, I still think it's a better matchup. All in all, Kluber 8300, don't hate it, but I don't love it. So he has 18 starts this season. He's gone over 90 pitches three times. Um, and that's what it comes down to for me. Baltimore, they're striking out less and less against right-handed pitching this season. Kluber in 18 starts is – He's had some games where he's put up 20, 25 fantasy points. Um, and I could I could see him doing that in this matchup, but I don't think it's the likely outcome. This is the fifth time he's faced this offense this year. He's throwing strikes. He's not getting blown up. I just don't think this is the spot for, for Kluber, especially if weather becomes an issue too. Um, and then Austin Voth on the other side of this game, Another guy that really hasn't pitched deep into a game yet. You know, he's kind of a converted, you know, bullpen arm to a, a starter type arm. Um, I just, I don't see him going more than 75 pitches in this start. And yeah, Tampa, they strike out against right-handed pitching, but there's better options on the slate. Yep. I'm with you hundred uh, percent. Austin Voss will have no investment shares from me. All right, Sark hitters in this game. Anything standing out to you here for Tampa? Yeah, I mean, with these guys kind of having a, let's call it a, a fresh fresh lineup again, if you will, Steve, if, if the weather is, is good for us. I mean, you've got Brandon Lowe, who's back. He's up to 4,900 now. Um, you know, has cooled off a little bit from those first couple games, but I'm not worried about that. Um should be good there. You'll have a hard out in uh, Yandy Diaz. You got Randy. You got jeez, uh, uh, what's the guy? G Man Choi. G Man Choi. You'll have a few cheap bats here that you can play if you would like against Voth. So if the weather's okay, like I think, I think this is a good value stat um, to definitely include. Yeah, I like Brandon Lau a lot. Um... You know, this is an offense where they have some power. This pitcher gives up hard contact to both sides of the plate. Um, he really hasn't shown it yet in the bigs, but Luke Rowley, the outfielder that has been hitting it towards the top of the order here for Tampa, um, 2,100, grades out as a, a power hitter. Um, so if he hits in that three or four spot, you know, you could go – him, parodies, and Lau, and I, I, I like that three man. Um, so he's twenty one hundred. He's going to be one of those value guys that we look at. Like I said, he really hasn't. He's two for twenty five this season, and he has zero extra base hits. But everything I've read on him is he he has more raw power than he's shown. And I mean, we see this young guys um, struggle to get going, but he's twenty one hundred, so he's super super cheap. And then. On the Baltimore side of things, I mean, Adley Rutschman and Mullins would be my two main targets. If you want to add a third, you could go Santander, Mateo maybe. But I think overall, I don't love stacking against Corey Kluber. Um, and, I mean, Tampa has a really good bullpen. So I don't see myself going out of my way to play a lot of Baltimore bats here. Yeah, I'm not going out of the way. I, I do think Cedric Mullins at 4K is like an exceptional one-off play. In any format, um, a guy just always going to get fantasy points. All right. Moving on, we got Atlanta at Philadelphia, another game 
um, all in that same kind of area of the United States where there's potential weather here. Eight and a half total. The Braves, a 165 favorite. Max Fried going up against Ranger. Suarez, uh, any interest here in Max Fried? Yeah, Stevie, at 10-5, like, is, is the cost of admission worth it today? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I, and I like Fried. I think he's been great this year. A guy that's going to limit the damage. He's got a great leash, Stevie. Can eat through some innings. Um, I wish I just wish I had a little bit more strikeout upside. Is is he the safest pitcher on the slate? Uh, probably. Um, you know, him and Gonson are the, the highest priced guys for a reason. I do think Sean Manaya should be a little bit more, but once again. Uh, I understand the the scenario there with the matchup in Detroit hitting lefties better than righties. Um, he's absolutely the best pitcher on the slate, but he, he I don't feel like he's he's priced because of the slate, not his actual upside. If he had other aces, I feel like he'd be in the nine k range on on the slate, uh, like ninety six, ninety nine, ninety four. Some of these other prices we've seen him at. For that reason, I think I'm going to fade. Max free today and just go for upside and, and see if I can play the bats and make up the difference. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily have to play Max free here. I do think he's a, just a fantastic real life pitcher. He's 10, five. He's super expensive. He's going to throw 90 plus pitches. I don't know how many times he's going to put up 30 plus fantasy points. Um, And at, at 10, five on an 11 game slate, you're going to need, I mean, we're, we're going to get into some of these guys, but Sean Mania is 20 or $1,700 less than Max freed. And he's facing Detroit. So same same type of, same type of upside for $1,700 less. Um, and there's actually a few cheap pitchers on this slate that are, are super playable. Um, so we'll talk about them guys when we get oh, there. Yeah. Them, them guys, man, tell them from the South. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think Freed is okay. I think he's an okay play. I don't think he's a must play by any means. And then uh, Ranger Suarez on the other side of this game. Ranger Suarez has been decent. He has done a great job against lefties this year. He doesn't have that big strikeout pitch against righties. And when you're facing an offense like Atlanta, you have to have that big strikeout pitch because they have so much power top to bottom against left-handed pitching. So I think I'm going to pass on uh, Rangers for us today. Yeah, it's just the crazy thing is because these K-rates from the Braves are – so astronomical, you just don't know which way you're going to get. He had seven strikeouts against him the last time. I think three the time before that or four. I'm with you uh, at 7,300. I think he can sit on the shelf. It wouldn't surprise me if he picks up 20. Also wouldn't surprise me if he picked up eight. So um, he just, I have another guy in the 7K range that, or close to 7K that I like a little more today. So I'm just going to roll with him. So, yeah, Suarez definitely won't be playing him today. All right, let's talk bats here. What's uh, standing out to you here for Atlanta? Yeah, man, give me, give me, give me the the, uh, the Braves as a stack. Um, they're in Philly, still going to be, you know, as long as the weather's okay, should be good hitting conditions. Um, and while 
Um, they didn't really do as well to, you know, the previous slate. They've been hitting well recently. Uh, really, really, really. Once again, I'm, I'm going to come on down to Mr. Ozuna at 3,800. Like Stevie, at some point, this guy's got to come out of, you know, what I consider to be a mini slump here. Uh, really start hammering the baseball. You've got Austin Riley at 5,800, who's fairly expensive. Um, you've got uh, Matt Olson, lefty-lefty. Don't hate that. And you've got Contreras at 51. Just so many um, of these the expensive bats. But for every expensive bat, you got a cheap bat. And so I really like the Braves as a stack. Yeah, they're very much in play as a stack today. Like I said, Ranger Suarez doesn't have that big strikeout pitch against right-handed hitters. So Acuna, Swanson, Riley, Ozuna, Contreras – you know, even if, like you said, if you want to go Olsen, I will say I don't love Olsen today, but he is a way to make your Atlanta stack different. Ranger Suarez has a negative 2% hardest off contact ratio against lefties. So don't think like Olsen's going to go out there and blast the home run off of Suarez. You're just kind of maybe hoping for something later in the game with your stack being different or Suarez doesn't go deep. Uh, the Philadelphia side, yeah, they got some power against left-handed pitching, but... This is one of the better real-life left-handed pitchers in the game. I'm going to pass on the Philly bats in this spot. Yeah, yeah. Not playing any Phillies. Not at all. All right. We have Cleveland Guardians, Boston Red Sox. Nine and a half total in this game. Pick them game. It's Plezik and Pavetta. I really want the weather to hold off in this one. Um, any interest here in Zach Plezik? No. How wild was it? Uh, me and you did the podcast Friday, and Toronto scored a gazillion runs oh, gosh, uh, against man. my Red Sox. That was wild. Ooh. Well, but here's the thing, though, Stevie. We kind of talked about it, talked about the fact, you know, Eovaldi coming off the IL, uh, didn't really trust the whole pitch count, was it, was a tournament play, right? But we, we, I think we knew that it was possible. And sure enough, it showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a that's a pure Red Sox fan. Uh yeah, right there. We got smashed. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have any interest in Zach Plezak at this spot. Plezak's a guy with a 17% K rate. He really struggles. Uh, against lefties he gives up hard contact to both sides of the plate but really struggles with lefties and then nick pavetta on the other side of this game the guardians are beatable but nick pavetta he's just been struggling he's a massive fly ball guy so if the weather holds off here i worry about him giving up a couple home runs and he really hasn't pitched well since like the beginning of last month so no interest in Pavetta for me. Yeah, uh-uh. not doing it. All right, talk to me here. What do you like for the Guardians? Yeah, I, and, you know, and, and I know um, I, I try to – I don't use the word game stat a lot. Um, I just like both sides of this game. And uh, Cleveland in terms of – I mean, this is a stack up and down. Jose Ram – at 6K, like, go ahead and get him in your lineups. The guy should be, be hitting well. Stephen Kwan still, Stevie, still 
Look, if you look at this game log, Stevie, can you can you tell me why Stephen Kwan is thirty five hundred? He's the new Michael Brantley until Michael Brantley comes back. Like you just put Stephen Kwan in there at thirty five hundred. I'm really confused, Stevie. Have you looked at this game log? He's got out of the last five games, he's got three double digit games. Uh, out of the last six or seven, I think he got four or five, and he's pretty much almost 10 fantasy points uh, a game here recently. I just I think Stephen Kwan should be at least 42 to 4,500. Um, but hey, that's just me. So Stephen Kwan and, and Jose Ram for sure. Um, I mean, Fred Mill Reyes is 3,200, Stevie. Like, what, what is happening? Ahmed Rosario is 5K. I, I'm really I'm really confused as to why some of these guys are still so cheap. Josh Neal has been cheap all season. He's 3,900 in this spot. I think Cleveland is a big-time um, uh, stack today. In fact, Stevie, uh, I'm probably going to be running some Cleveland-Boston uh, hitting props. And I don't run hitting props every day. Uh, but just some hitter fantasy score stuff. Definitely going to be in on that. Stevie, they've given us Stephen Kwan at five and a half fantasy points. Five and a half based on DraftKings scoring. I think that's way too low uh, for what we're going to see today. Love Cleveland. Yeah, I like this spot a lot for Cleveland. Love home run chasing against Pavetta. You mentioned some cheap bats there with Reyes, Naylor, Kwan. Helps you get um, Jose Ramirez. And whoever you want that last piece of your stack to be, whether it be Jimenez or someone else. Um, on the Boston side, I mean, Boston's banged up big time right here, right now. Like, Devers is out. Uh, I think Story is still not going to be back. J.D. Martinez is banged up. Kiki Hernandez is banged up. If Plezik was a better pitcher, I'd have a lot of interest in him with this current Red Sox lineup. There's not a lot of power here. Um, as far as the bats, man, I mean, Duran, Verdugo, Cordero, if he's in the good lineup spot, Xander Bogarts is someone you could potentially play here. But as much as like I, I hear you on the whole game stack thing, I love the Cleveland side of this game. But with Boston's lineup so banged up right now, you could you could potentially use them as like a, a cheaper stack. But that's that's where I'm I'm looking more of them as like a a one-off or two-man uh, cheaper stack. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't hate that at all. Um, I just, I don't believe in Zach Blizek, and I think that's kind of where I am in terms of how I feel like it's going to be in Boston. Now, the other thing is we need the weather to cooperate. I'd like for it to be, you know, a lot more warm so that we could get the ball flying around a little bit, but that, that that's kind of where I'm at. I, I don't trust Zach Blizek, and so as a result, I want to utilize these Boston guys to, to pile up some runs. All right. Moving on here. We got San Diego at Detroit. This game has an eight total. The Padres a 160 favorite. Sean Manaya going up against Drew Hutchinson. Um, Sean Manaya, we just I just said um, you know, this is a guy that has a big ceiling in this spot facing Detroit. It doesn't matter if you're lefty or righty against Detroit. They struggle. They strike out more against right-handed pitching than they do against left-handed pitching. But Shamanaya is too cheap for this matchup. What are your thoughts on him today? 
Yeah, Shamanai is my top pitcher on the slate. And that's why I was saying, you know, early when we were talking about Kluber um, at his price, it's like, well, I, you know, I, I just can't in, in good conscience play Kluber over Shamanai here. I know he only had three strikeouts against Arizona and five against Colorado, three against Seattle. Listen, I'm not sweating it. Uh, this is the Detroit Tigers. He should have a field day here. Uh, love Sean Manaya. I, I think he's the top value pitcher or maybe even the top pitcher on the slate. I, I'm for sure expecting in terms of DK scoring for him to go over the 20 mark and let's see if he can venture past 25. Hutchinson on the other side of this game. I mean, San Diego is an offense that's beatable, but he really just hasn't been pitching well all season. So this is an easy pass spot for me on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, will not be investing in Drew Hutchins. Yeah, big, big walk rate, low strikeout rate, gives up a ton of fly balls uh, to the left side of the plate. So when looking at this lineup, I mean, Profar, Cronenworth, Mazzara, Machado, all these guys kind of stand out. San Diego is definitely a, a team that I'm looking at, maybe like a three-man stack in this spot. Yep, don't hate that at all. Don't hate that at all. Uh, any interest in Detroit? Uh, no, and and I do think they, they'll probably get a few hits, but I, I, I don't I don't think I want to play anymore from from Detroit today. Yeah, I mean Baez would be the guy that I'd play if he's in the lineup. If he's out of the lineup, it's even more of a bump um, to Sean Mania. So. Pittsburgh oh, yeah. at Chicago taking on the Cubs. JT Brubaker going up against Keegan Thompson. No total in this game because um, it's night before Wrigley. What are your thoughts here on JT Brubaker? Yeah, JT is the other guy that I, that I somewhat like here, Stevie. Um, especially, you know, considering the weather. I mean, if we got a little wind blowing in, that's going to think a little hot at warm in Chicago, but – at 7,400, like, he's the guy I would play and definitely not play Ranger Suarez. Uh, we've seen JT really, really pitch pretty well here uh, recently. Now, you know, of course, one of these starts was against Miami, uh, against Milwaukee twice, Tampa Bay with, you know, that lineup was a lot more weak, and then he, he's pitched against the Cubs here recently. That, that was back in June 20th. Um, but if you look at his leash, Stevie, the pitch count has really increased. The innings have increased. I think for 7,400, uh, for him to face a Cubs team that's beatable, I don't I don't hate that, especially with him and a Mania combo, which will allow you to get the bats. Really like JT Brubaker here. Yeah, I I like both these pitchers for tournaments. Um, oh yeah, it's going to be in the 70s in this game. There's strikeouts on both sides of the the both sides here. So I definitely have some interest in Brubaker. He is a guy that, I mean, he's pitched well against Chicago in two of his three starts against them this year. He has the stuff. He has the pitch count. Um, and if the wind's not going to be a factor and it's going to be 70 degrees, I, I think JT Brubaker definitely in play here. And then Keegan Thompson on the other side of this game. I mean, if this Ooh. dude could just figure out like his command um, and, and like, <laughs> Okay, I say that so nonchalantly. I get it. It's very hard. Pitching in the majors, these guys are the best of the best, and it's very hard. And I get that. And I'm not – it's not as easy as figuring it out. But once this guy figures out, like, 
some of his command issues and he gets that left-handed strikeout pitch. Um, he's going to be really, really solid, but he has good strikeout stuff. He's 6,800. Uh, I think both these pitchers have some tournament upside here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's my next favorite cheap pitcher. We've seen teams, Stevie, pitching specifically. Uh, let me rephrase that. We've seen pitching go to work against the Pittsburgh Tiger. I mean, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And while Keegan Thompson only had one strikeout against the Mets, that was a tough matchup. Had eight against the Dodgers, that was a tough matchup. Had three against Boston, fairly tough. Eight against Cincinnati, seven against Pittsburgh. The last time they played in a 14-5 game, nine against Atlanta. Like, his strikeout stuff hasn't suddenly fallen off the face of the earth. Four against Pittsburgh again, five the last, another game. Love Keegan Thompson here. I think he's got some tremendous upside in this spot. At 6,800, I actually think he may end up being somewhat popular, Stevie. Um, so we'll see uh, how the ownership shakes out. But absolutely love Mr. Thompson here. Bats of this game, anything standing out to you for Pittsburgh? No. I mean, on teams that I'm not playing Keegan Thompson, I don't mind maybe taking a lefty against him. Uh, maybe like uh, O'Neill Cruz at 4,500. I don't think I'm stacking in this spot. Um, they have some cheap guys that have been hitting the lineup. This lineup's actually uh, been really terrible with some of these cheap guys in the lineup. So um, even more of a bump to Thompson, I think. And then on the Cubs side, I mean, yeah, if you're, I just, I guess if you're playing the Cubs, you're probably stacking them, hoping that Brubaker gets some ownership here. He's really struggled with hard contact and fly balls to lefties. It's going to get a very right-handed heavy lineup, and that's one of the reasons why we liked him. I mean, you could potentially play like a guy like Ian Happ, or maybe like, um, is it Ortega? Yeah, like or Ortega in this lineup. But overall, man. I like both pitchers in this game for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and in fact, Steve, if we get into some sort of a pitcher's duel, like we could probably play both of these guys in the same lineup. Like this, it, it should be a good spot for both sides. All right. We got the Angels at Kansas City taking on the Royals. Didn't see a total out. Oh, it's out now. So eight total in this game. It's a pick em game. We got Syndergaard and Zach Greinke facing off against each other. Any interest here in Noah Syndergaard? I don't think so, Stevie. I mean, he... Man, I, I just don't think I need it today. There's no reason for me to play him over Keegan Thompson whatsoever. He's going to get the X-Play. You just gave, like, old-school listeners, like, the most, like, siege thing ever. Um, the old pause and deep breath before you answered. Like, CJ used to do that all the time. Um, and so anybody that's been listening to the Morning Grind for a long time, they just were like, hey, are you are you talking to Chief or are you talking to Siege? Um <laughs> Sorry, that was just funny to me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, Noah Syndergaard, I forget who I was doing the podcast with last week. I'm pretty sure it was Keith right before the All-Star break. We had talked about Noah Syndergaard in his last two starts against the White Sox in Miami. He just threw 35-plus percent sliders, and the strikeout rate went crazy. 
And we're like, all right, maybe they hit on something here with the slider. Well, he went out in that Houston start and he threw 13% sliders um, and got smashed. So I think Syndergaard is very playable here today because if they are willing to, you know, change it up where he's not throwing a ton of fastballs, he has some upside. And this Kansas City lineup is decent. It's not a terrible lineup by any means, but I, I do think at 7K on a slate where for the most part, I'm, I'm probably going to be saving some money on pitching. He's playable. Um, he's not my favorite. He's not the worst, but he's playable today. Um, any interest in Granky on the other side? Um, no. I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, even with this lineup banged up, um, yeah. Like, Trout is eligible to return, but I read something over the weekend that he wouldn't be back. Uh, Taylor Ward's banged up right now. I mean, even with this lineup banged up, I just – I still don't see it. Um, oh, and I will say that, like, talking about Syndergaard, too, Bobby Witt left the game early on Sunday. So, like, if he's out of the lineup, that's a huge bump to Syndergaard. All right, Angels-Bats. Uh, Otani is 5,900. I definitely think he's playable here. Um, I'm looking at, you know, potentially targeting some of the power bats that maybe have higher strikeout rates against a guy like Granky, like a Walsh or a, a Joe Odell, and just kind of chasing some power against a guy that, I mean, Zach Granky's not blowing the ball by anybody. Yeah, no, not, not at all. But I, I'm very interested in, in Otani today um, against Granky. Like, this should definitely be a spot where, you know, he can have some big power and send the ball over the wall. I still don't want to stat Kansas city, even though that may be uh, the right play. Uh, but I think I'm going to just, I think I'm going to one off Otani here and dare the rest of this team to beat me, even though they're facing Granky. All right. Um, Kansas city bats. I mean, I probably don't get to Kansas city today. I don't think they're a bad, maybe secondary stack, but I just, I like other teams more on this weight. Yeah. Same here. Um, nothing against Kansas city, but you know, when I, when I've got Cleveland out there, a team that I really like San Diego out there, a team that I really like, um, you know, Atlanta, like I just, I, I think we can do better. So that's what we're going to do. All right. Colorado at Milwaukee. Eight and a half total in this game. The Brewers, a 190 favorite. We got Kyle Freeland going up against Aaron Ashby. Any interest here in Kyle Freeland? No. I just, I don't ever know when Kyle Freeland's going to have a good game or a bad game, per se. Like, you know, of course I look at the data, but I don't, I don't think I want to worry about Kyle today. Yeah, no interest for me in, um, in Freeland in this spot. And I don't understand the line. And, and like, I get that Ashby is a, a solid pitcher, but I don't understand the line too much here. Ashby 27% K's on the season, 4% um, XFIP or four at 3.7 XFIP um, big ground ball guy does a great job limiting power against righties, Colorado, one of the best offenses in baseball against left-handed pitching pretty much all season. So, I mean, Ashby definitely in play for tournaments, but this dude's been struggling big time here recently, and I don't understand the line in this game. Like I said, uh, I don't think that 
I don't think Milwaukee should be 190 favorites in this one. Yeah, I, I like that call for sure. Um, I mean, when you look at Colorado, Milwaukee, like I said, Cal Freeland, he's a professional pitcher, going to get blown up from time to time. It wouldn't shock me, Steve, if he came out and had one of those seven-inning, five-strikeout performances with limited runs. Like, it, it wouldn't shock me at all. So I def, I'm definitely in agreement with you uh, on the line movement. I'm in agreement with you on Ashby and his struggles. I'm also in agreement with you. I know we saw, um, you know, we saw Corbin Burns struggle, and then we saw Brandon Woodruff go out and just kind of mow this team down somewhat. Still didn't make it through six innings. I absolutely cannot expect Aaron Ashby to come out here uh, and blow by anyone. So, um, I mean, man, he's probably uh, he's probably a prop play for sure, Stevie. Um, especially if they give us strikeouts that, you know. Let's see. I don't think they're going to give us five and a half. They'll probably give us five. Yep, they've given us five. So um, I think I would probably still take the under on five and just I think at, at worst we get a push, but I'm trying to avoid that. Either way, not playing Ashby uh, like Colorado. Um, there you have it. Yep, I don't really have a ton of interest in Ashby in this spot, and I kind of have some interest in the Rockies' bats. Um, I was just looking really quick while you were talking there. Like, you can get Rockies plus one and a half at minus 115 on some books. If that, does, if that doesn't move by the time you listen, I like Rockies plus one and a half at one, minus 115. I think that's good value. Yeah. Um, Rockies bats. I mean, Bryant, Joe, Crone, Rogers, all these guys hit left-handed pitching really well and with some power. So little concerning how much of a ground ball Ashby is, but I think this is a good spot to potentially play some Rockies bats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm with you. You talked about it. You know, Chris Bryant's there at 5,100. Connor Joe's there at 4,600. Um, if Randall Gritchick happens to crack the lineup, he's 4,300. Um, he probably will crack the lineup today facing, uh, facing Ashby. So, then Stevie, Jose Iglesias, I wish he was still in the 3K range. He just continues to be priced in the 4K range these days. Like, Jose Iglesias is a guy that if he, if he was priced at 35, I would get him. I'm, I'm going to go on a mini Stephen Kwan rant. Stephen Kwan is 3,500. Jose Iglesias is 4,400. Stevie, that makes no sense. All right, back to Jose. I think he's definitely a play as well. Always a tough out. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Um, and then you mentioned Brendan Rodgers at 4,400. He's another guy uh, that I'd absolutely be playing. Milwaukee side here. I mean, Adamas, I love Renfro in this spot. He's one of my favorite hitters on the entire slate. He's 4,100. McCutcheon. Um, Milwaukee in a good spot here to take advantage of Kyle Freeland's low strikeouts and hard contact. Um, what are your thoughts here for the Brew Crew? Yeah, for sure. I like I like those calls, and especially McCutcheon and Renfro, 4,500, 4,100. Uh, definitely think those those guys are in play. Uh, Luis Urias, if he cracks the lineup, if you're, if you're stacking this team, you need a team, you can get him at second or third. So I don't hate that. Um, you know, and then we've got Navarez. I mean, I'm sure – I feel like he'll probably start this game. He's 3K. He's kind of on cheap catcher alert. All right. Um, yeah, moving on. We got San Francisco at Arizona. 
nine total in this one. Giants, a 125 favorite. Jacob Junis going up against Merrill Kelly in this one. Any interest here in Junis? No. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to pitch that much. Yeah, that's what I'm concerned, right? Um, I know he's done some bullpen stuff and the hamstring. He was pitching really solid against like some tough teams before uh, the injury with the hamstring. And if I knew, like if we get some type of like he's going to throw 90 pitches type release or something, I probably have some interest in him. If you can dig it up. It's going to be advantageous. I mean, they got him at three and a half right now for strikeouts. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's more likely to throw 65 pitches than over 85. So, I think I have to pass an 11 game slate. And then uh, the other side, Merrill Kelly, 8,500 here for Merrill Kelly. I actually don't mind him, Will. I, I think he's going to be someone that. Not a lot of people are going to play today, and on 11 game slate, that's solid. He's not a guy that will go out and get a ton of strikeouts by any means, but he's also a guy that does a great job limiting power. And you kind of look at his lineup right now, and they can platoon a lot against him, have Belt and Peterson in there. But I think he does a great job of limiting the power in this game and, you know, puts up 20 to 25. Is that enough? We'll see. Um, he's not my favorite, but I think he's okay. At 85, I don't hate it. Stevie, quick question for you. Any, because I've got some conflicting, I guess, pitching stuff here. We, we've got Merrill Kelly. I'm also, is Tyler Gilbert possibly going to start by chance? Or is, is Kelly confirmed? Let me go. I looked at three different sites, and all three have Kelly. Kelly. They've got Kelly? Yep, Kelly. Okay, cool, cool. Good. I'm good to go. I, I, and I do like Kelly's words for uh, at 8,500. He's another, like you said, solid guy. Like if if you get one pitcher at 20, your other pitcher at the mid to high 20s on this late, Stevie, you're probably in a position to win if your bats come through. Yeah, and I mean, for what it's worth, if it is Tyler Gilbert, you're not playing Tyler Gilbert in this spot. He's a lefty. He doesn't throw a ton of pitches. Um I would actually have a lot more interest in the Giants bats if Gilbert oh, yeah. starts, you know. So for what it's worth, if it is Gilbert, I mean, I'm seeing multiple places have Kelly, but um MLB at bat, I just pulled it up really quick to look. They actually have Gilbert, so who knows? Um Gilbert's a low strikeout guy, gives up a ton of power to righties, and <laughs> with the Giants being able to platoon the way that they platoon. Uh, the Giants' bats would be so much more in play if it is um, Gilbert and not Kelly. Big time. Big time uh, what bro. are your thoughts? I mean, are we looking at the Giants' bats against Kelly? I don't necessarily love them in this spot. No, not at all. I mean, lefty power like Jock, maybe. Brandon Belt's 3,600. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if if it's – it's Gilbert, the righties. Play the righties against him. Flores, um, gosh, I'm missing so many people in my head. Slater, Ruff, um, Joey Bart, those types of guys. All right, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on the Arizona bats here? Yeah, um, 
for right now, I, I think I'm just going to fade. Um, I know, you know, that, that Jacob Judas, and they are at home. They've been fairly, you know, fairly low strikeout, fairly patient in certain spots for some of these guys. Um, but I, I don't really want to attack them with Junis. Pro- Junis probably goes, he went two innings the last game. My assumption is he goes for this game, Stevie. Let's go four innings, 60 pitches maybe. You think that's probably his pitch count? That would be my assumption. I think he went two innings and 30-something pitches the last game. So, I mean, heck, maybe they even bump him up to the 50s. I'm not sure. But um, all in all, I, I think I'm going to fade Arizona overall. We got Houston at Oakland in this one. This game has a eight total. The Astros are a two thirty favorites. Jake Odorizzi going up against Adam Aller. Odorizzi seventy eight hundred and gets the benefit of facing Oakland. But unfortunately for Jake Odorizzi, this is three starts in a row going up against Oakland. I don't know what to do here, Will. Um, I mean, picking on Oakland has been a thing. All year, if he's pitching well, he'll get plenty of pitches to attack this offense. It's just, like I said, this is three three starts in a row now going up against the same offense. That concerns me. It's just they don't have any power in this lineup whatsoever. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like I just keep rolling out pitchers against this Oakland offense. Yeah, and I don't know what happened. Maybe Odorizzi was in a jam here because I didn't watch the game. It looks like they pulled him last game at five and a third innings at 89 pitches. Um, so my assumption is he he was in a jam and they brought somebody in to just try to close out the inning. Uh, at any rate, you know, went five and a third, five hits, three earned runs, one home run, and five Ks. Uh, the, the difference, Stevie, is guess what? They're at Oakland, uh, which is definitely going to help him pitch better um, than Houston. So, I think Odorizzi's for sure a tournament play. Um, you know, the books are going to respect what, what he could possibly get done. They've got him at five five Ks flat, at least here on, on prize picks. I said the books, but on prize picks, they've got him at five versus uh, four and a half, which is probably where the where the books are. So I'm, I, uh, I, I like Odorizzi for tournaments. Yeah, I think he's in play. It just, I mean, at this point, anytime you're facing Oakland, it's hard not to have interest in whoever the pitcher is, especially like this game's in Oakland too. Jake Odorizzi had, I mean, still, you know, he obviously had better strikeout stuff. He's still sitting around like 18%. He's at like 25% against righties. He limits power. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm out. I mean, I'm in on Odorizzi and out on the Oakland bats. We'll talk about that in a second. Adam Aller on the other side of this game. I mean, just faced this team, struggled a little bit. Um, I don't think he pitches too deep. This is another guy that, you know, kind of trying to convert him into starting because of all the injuries and stuff that they've been dealing with. Um, any interest in Aller here at 5,200? Uh, I, I don't think so, man. Not, not against – uh, Houston. I, I just can't do it. You don't want to play a pitcher that has a higher walk rate than strikeout rate? Darn, Will. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> um, I mean, I love that. I hate the ballpark, but Houston bats here. Um, assuming that Jordan, Jordan Alvarez is back, I think he's in play. One of the top plays on the slate. Kyle Tucker as well. 
Um, I mean, I'll just kind of build this stack out around like the pitching that I have in my secondary stacks, but I think all the Houston bats are in play here. Yeah, absolutely. This is a big time stack spot. Um, I mean, all our ERA is Stevie. It's 8.5. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, which I know he hasn't been um, pitching big innings like every game. So, you know, it could be a little inflated just because you, know, you pick up two or three runs in an inning and, and it just throws things out of whack. But even still, he's not a great pitcher right now. So uh, Houston is, is absolutely in play, even in terrible hitting conditions. Not terrible, but even in a, a, a part that may not be so great for scoring runs. Uh, the Oakland – bats uh anything standing out to you for oakland nope yeah i mean i hate to say it there's just no power um <laughs> yeah call the no telephone power. company i mean call the electric company tell them they need to pay their bill they got no power stevie oh man we're moving on we got texas at seattle <laughs> oh well <laughs> we have eight and a half total on this one. Mariners a 150 favorites. Glenn Otto going up against Chris Flexen. Any interest here in Glenn Otto? None and none, Stevie. None and none. All right. Um, yeah, I don't I definitely don't want to play Glenn Otto. Um by any means. I like sitting over here and I was debating on talking about Chris Flexen. But I don't think I'm going to play him either. He has low strikeouts, gives a ton of fly balls. Waiting for the massive regression to continue to have. Like, this guy, he has a 3.7 ERA, and his Sierra and, and XFIP are, like, too higher. Um, so, no, I'm out on flexing here. Let's talk some bats in this game. We'll start with Texas. Uh, what do you like here for the Rangers? Oh, yeah, give me all the Corey Seager uh, that you can handle. Uh, really like him here. This should be... Good spot for me, 5,600. Uh, I don't care. Uh, really like him a lot. Uh, you've got Mr. Calhoun, Cole Calhoun, that is at 3K, Stevie. Fly ball guy, but uh, hopefully he can he can send one out of the park for us today. Like him a lot. Um, you got Josh Smith, uh, who will probably lead off today. That's my assumption. Um, because of the platoon, he should be good. And that'll keep the cost down for this stack. You got Nate Lowe, 3,400. Uh, like him a lot as well. So you like, this is a cheap stack, but I, I like Texas because I don't mind attacking Chris Flexen, even though he tends to he tends to be getting away with murder. Yeah, I mean, I like maybe like a secondary stack here. They have they have some big pieces you could play in a secondary stack um, on the Seattle side. We'll see if Mr. Home run himself, Julio Rodriguez is back in the lineup or not dealing with a little bit of a home run derby uh, wrist injury there. <laughs> I don't know if it's from the home derby. I'm just kidding. Uh, and then Jesse Winker, I think is, is super playable, but I mean, I think Seattle is one of those stacks that, you don't love the idea of stacking Seattle in this spot, in this ballpark, but I could easily see a Seattle stack working here. Um, oh, and um, gosh, Kyle Lewis came back too, and he's twenty eight hundred. So really like him as well. They they haven't priced him up 
um, even though this guy in a small sample size has been hitting for a lot of power this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm in uh, for Seattle as well against Glen Otto. Um, you know, it, they've just got it's, – it's an odd collection of bats in my opinion, especially with uh, when you have uh, Winker out and some of these other guys. But, I mean – like, sign me up. I, I don't even hate Carlos Santana here, Stevie, at 3,200. He's another value bat that, um, that that we can get in there. So, really, this team is cheap enough, and you got Suarez at 44. It's just – it's a cheap team against a pitcher that's not great. Um, at Late at night, uh, people already don't want to play the Dodgers at 10, much less Seattle and Texas. So, I think we're going to get really a, a really interesting build by taking, taking the Seattle – uh, team or the Texas team on this slate. Couldn't agree more. We finish out today's slate breakdown with Washington at LA taking on the Dodgers. Eight and a half total here. Dodgers are a 260 favorite going up against Washington here. Espino going up against Gonzalez. Any interest here in Espino? No. Will with the quick no. Getting him out of there. Um, yeah, I, I mean it's a it's a no for me as well. Uh, this is a guy has really struggled with power lefties. He's giving up fifty two percent hard contact with only a nine percent soft contact rate ratio against lefties, 18 percent K rate against uh, lefties. So yeah, this is a this is a tough ask going up against this Dodgers offense, and they're definitely one of my top stacks today. So I'm going to pass on him. Gonzalez at ten two. I think Gonzalez goes out and has a quality start. I just – is that enough at 10-2 is the question here. Um, you know, you're always worried about – like Juan Soto, you're worried about the low strikeout rates at the top half of this order. But I think Gonzalez is okay. Definitely someone that I'm going to have in my player pool, it's just whether or not he makes lineups or not. Yeah, I mean – I just I don't think I want to play him today just because of the the spot and you know everybody else that I like I, I feel like I'm just going to live in the eight and seven k range today especially with Keegan Thompson down there I think I'm going to pass yeah fair enough uh, Washington bats against Gonzalez anything no <laughs> that's the crazy part I think they're both I mean his price is just high uh, yeah. at the end of the day that's what it comes down to. If yeah. if Tony Gonzalez was eighty two hundred in this oh, spot, he's we'd, in. Have, we'd have a ton of interest. Yeah, he's in. Yeah. Um, I love the Dodgers here. I, I love this spot for LA. I think they're one of the top stacks on the slate. Oh yeah. This is a fantastic spot for them. Yeah, man. Dodgers should be hitting big time. So really, uh, really like them. Um, up and down the lineup, like just stack them all. Free money Freddy, sixty two hundred. I think with how we're approaching pitching today, Stevie, it's going to give us the opportunity to play these guys. Uh, Trey Turner at 5,800, probably one of the best shortstops on the slate. I think I like Corey Seager a little bit more. That's just more so spot. Um, but Trey Turner, I mean, they're probably 1A and 1B here, uh, to, to be quite honest with you. Max Muncy, 4K. Um, ho hopefully he's starting to get a little better at the plate. Um, now that we've come out the all-star break, had a little time 
a little bit of downtime and now it's come back. Uh, looks to be hitting a little bit better. We will see. Uh, but those are, those are some of the plays that I like. Don't forget Cody Bellinger, who will probably be at the bottom of the lineup, but, you know, it just won't matter. He's 3,600, like, against a bad pitcher. Give me Bellinger all day long. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today? Um, You know what? Give me Keegan Thompson, man, against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going to go the other side of the game. Go JT Brubaker. Um, I don't want to take over Rizzi. That's cheap. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Let's see, because I feel like we've got some some interesting ones. Give me Nick Pavetta. All right. I'm going to go Corey Kluber going up against Baltimore. Uh, over 4K to go yard. Who do you got with some yard work today? Yeah, give me – come on. Give me Shohei Otani. I like it. Um, I'm going to go cheap home run today. I'm going to go 4,100, Hunter Renfro home runs um, in three straight games, getting a lefty here. Um, Kyle Freeland's very hittable, so I'm going to take the red hot Renfro to go yard. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Stupid easy today. Give me Stephen Kwan, 35. I knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Cody Bellinger. He hasn't had a two-hit game since – about two weeks ago, he's due to have one. Espanio is not a guy that's going to blow the ball by him. So, like Bellinger a lot. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I like Cleveland today, Stevie. I'm going to sit on Cleveland here. All right. Cleveland it is. I'm going to go Dodgers. I mean, I love the Dodgers in this spot. I think this is a great spot for them. Uh, the more I think about it. I was going to say Seattle, so I'll give a bonus and say Seattle as well. I like both those teams a lot on the, the 10 o'clock games. Um, be recording the podcast tomorrow night and be you know paying attention to some scores because I definitely like both those teams, and that's right around when we start recording. So there you go. Uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, sir. I am good to go. Man, it's a pleasure hanging out on the pod yet again. All right, and I only compared you to Siege, so I mean it's it's only Monday. Um, <laughs> I do. I mean, it was funny though to me because I mean anyone that's listened for a long time, they'll they'll get it. But always appreciate everyone hanging out, listening. We we'll back tomorrow with Keith talking some more baseball. Good luck. We'll see you then.